to episode 11 of the Empty Rooms of Gorsky Manor. I would like to give a big thank you to all my lovely spirit guides, who without their help, these rememberings would not be remembered. Nursery time. Nursery rhyme. Never old. Always waiting. Feel the tug upon your heart. Even through tears. Even through dreams. Tick tock goes the clock. But which witchy clock? There beside the four-poster bed within the tower of Gorsky Manor, a doorway appeared. I watched as it came into being, growing clearer and stronger and larger in a place that a minute ago had been a solid blank wall. I walked to the door made of light blonde wood that odd coloring that was so popular in the years of the 1950s. A yellow rose was carved upon its corners and a lovely brass handle with an old-fashioned latch glowed in the moonlight, more fitting for the doors I remembered at the cottage. It was not a tall door, slightly higher than my five-foot four inches. I was about to open the latch when I caught movement from the bottom of the door. Little droplets of water slowly spread out, creeping slowly from beneath the door, creeping as if of their own accord. I took a step backwards and watched as each droplet found another and then combined. Other droplets found each other and combined. Then these combinations flow together, all turning into a little dancing stream, flowing gently towards me. I moved to the side, not wanting to block the stream's path, and firmly opened the door. It released with a wet, squishy sound until I could see a staircase beyond going downwards into the darkness and upwards a few steps to a landing. I moved into the hall and saw there above on the landing was an old-fashioned water pump, just like the one we had on the shore at the cottage, my grandma's favorite place. I watched dumbfounded, as slowly something pumped the handle. Something or someone that was not visible to my earthly eyes. With each movement, the pump handle gently squeaked upwards and then, with some force, pushed downwards, releasing a fresh stream of watery tears. I felt this in my heart. This was no ordinary water. 
From behind the pump, two little eyes peeked out at me. I leaned on the stair railing and made some friendly cooing sounds, hoping this would show I was friendly. The little shape looked so familiar. I felt so drawn to it. I gently moved up the few stairs, reaching the landing, as it moved into my view, and I knew immediately who it was. It was Tico, my grandmother's dog of such a long time ago. There had been so many versions of him that had kept her company throughout her long years. Each had been a little chihuahua dog. Their size was the only little thing about them, for as each was only friendly to those they had known as a puppy, each had lived their lives in a box on her porch. I reached out my hand to him, cautiously, waiting to see if he was the version that had been friendly to me. And he was. He came over to me quickly and licked my hand and wiggled his tail so fast his back legs could barely contain his little bottom. What are you doing here? I asked him. He jumped with excitement. Oh, is Grandma here? I asked, looking around hopefully. He gave one little yelp and started down the stairs. Oh, so I followed him and I noticed each droplet of the water from the pump slowly streamed down the floor once again, toppling into another, combining and flowing into the next, getting bigger, getting faster, stronger, until they rushed to the edge of each stair, and with a splash became part of a curling snake-like stream that pulsed in waves like a waterfall down to the next stair, and to the next. I carefully avoided stepping in the stream and leaned over the railing to look into the depths below. I could see the little stream flow down seven stairs and then through a small archway into a hallway. Tico was already at the archway, and once he saw I saw him, he ran into it. Feathers and Simon joined me in this sight, each of us not sure what to make of it. My heart said the pump was crying, crying the tears of Gorsky Manor. But why the connection to the cottage? The answer came loud and strong. The cottage is your heart, your center. I felt my heart joining into the sorrow of the manor, yet the happiness as a trickle of one tear gently escaped my eye and made its way down my cheek. With surprise, I saw the tear fall from my chin and join the stream with a little plop. I shook myself, trying to free myself from this trance. I'll grab my things and Simon. With feathers, we headed down the seven stairs to the hallway after Tico. I could see the stream winding down the wooden floor of the hall, sparkling like the waves of a river 
as it reflected a light source from somewhere unknown. I walked carefully along the hall. Faded wallpaper hung with sprigs of columbine and leaves of silvery gray. My grandma had had many flower beds of this favorite of hers and mine too. Doors of white lined one side of the hall and cobwebs of intricate construction gently moved as if from a breath as we passed. So many doors, so many wonderful possibilities. As we passed each doorknob, I gently touched it quietly, a habit I seem to be forming, not wanting to wake whomever may slumber on the other side quite yet. I felt an unusual sense of excitement, a very new feeling. I was so eager to open every door of this manor. I wanted to run and look into every corner. My, a new strength within me. I felt at home. This hall even had that musty wooden smell of the cottage. My fears were beginning to be held in check, even though the cottage itself could be a very spooky place. I gave a few doorknobs a slow turn, but none opened. Up ahead, we could see a crossroads in the hall, and Tico was waiting patiently for us. I looked to the stream and found that it divided and flowed down each direction. Look at this, I whispered to Simon, pointing to the three streams before us. Which way? To our shock, Feathers suggested, Ah, a direction for each of us. What? I, I said a little too loudly. Simon grabbed onto my arm, holding tightly not to be let go. He didn't want to go alone. Not a good idea. Never turns out good in a movie. You're certainly right there, I agreed with him. I'm glad I had watched so many haunted house movies. We sure were tapping into lots of lovely and helpful guidance. Ah, not forever. We each can just go down to the end of our direction. See where it goes. Then come back to this crossroads to share what we found. Then we don't waste time and can decide the best way to go. I guess that's a good idea, I thought. The two side directions will be able to see each other for comfort, I noticed as I looked down the two paths. There's no better time than now. Feathers laughed so loudly as she flew down the right hall. Simon and I watched her fly farther and farther away. I set Simon down on the floor and, giving him a little push, sent him reluctantly hopping down the left hall while I continued straight ahead. I looked back for Tico. But oddly, he was gone, 
Oh, I sighed. I was hoping to see him again. It felt rather odd to be alone again. It's been so nice to have companions. They certainly help to keep those demons at a distance and keep one's thoughts in check. I quickly stayed on task, though, and carefully, though somewhat slowly, walked down the hall. I continued to try to open each door, but all still remained locked. I followed the little stream as it stayed straight and true within the center of the hall. Then, as if with magic, the hall ended with a round circle window in the wall. I hadn't noticed the window before, and I actually almost bumped my nose against it. That was so very odd. But I was kind of getting used to these surprises and kind of enjoy them. That reminded me. That voice had said there were surprises ahead. Mm, interesting. A big door was there to the left, and it was open. I looked back from whence I had come, thinking to yell for Feathers and Simon, but then thought better of it. This was getting to be so interesting. I wanted to explore a little more right now. I glanced out the window and could see a courtyard far below. Rows of dark windows lined the walls that circled the courtyard. I felt the enormity of Gorsky Manor. A huge weeping willow tree resided in the center of the courtyard, its tendrils of branchy leaves swaying in the night breeze. I heard the sound of running water and looked to the stream on the floor. There beneath the window was a small stone fountain that the stream filled up and then disappeared down. A little stone gargoyle sat upon its drain, its eyes fixed on the flow of the manor's tears. Looking into the gargoyle's eyes, I had a strange change of heart. Maybe these tears were not of sadness, but happiness tears. <gasps> Whoa, that felt very deep as I breathed into the thought feeling for its truth. I looked out the window again, wondering where the water went, but only saw the lone willow below. I turned my attention to the open door. It felt like an invitation after so many locked doors. I walked into the room and saw a misty face glowing from the far wall. The clear eyes were looking directly at me. I felt I should be scared, but all I felt was calmness. A candle flashed with a flame of new life, the wick dancing with joy on a small table in front of a painting. I walked to the candle and took it into my hands and moved closer to the face. I peered closer, always looking and hoping for Harry. Is that you? I thought. As I looked closer, the painting became more clear, and I could see 
It was a painting of an elderly woman. She had such kind, knowing eyes. They were of the palest blue, surrounded by the signs of a long life, wrinkles and skin of age, yet joy danced within those eyes. Then I heard doors being slammed, first from far away, and then closer and closer they came. I ran to the doorway and slowly peeked around the corner. I could see each door open, pause for a moment, as if someone came out of the room, and then slammed strongly and loudly closed. I could feel cold breezes rush past me, one, then another, and another. I turned back into the room and noticed a large grand clock in the middle of the room that had not been there a minute ago, and it began to glow. The clock's hand pointed directly up, twelve o'clock. I watched as three little mice appeared in the room. Then three cats followed, and then three misty shapes all floated around the clock. I could feel those cold gusts of air swirling around the room. Then all was silent. All was still. All the guests sat patiently around the clock, looking, waiting. Tendrils of mist burst from each one as they were pulled into the heart of the grand clock. Every night three little mice Faithfully they awaken Up the clock they go Up the clock at twelve o'clock To watch for thee Every night three little cats Faithfully they awaken To the clock they come To the clock at twelve o'clock to wait for thee Your magic is for us Till the clock strikes three Every night by candlelight Faithfully we awaken To the clock we go To the clock at twelve o'clock be with thee Every night your whisper comes As faithfully we awaken From the clock you come From the clock at twelve o'clock To be with me
The shape of the clock's hands caught my attention. They look familiar. As I searched for the connection, there was a movement in my pocket that made me jump. I reached down, thinking a spider or even Simon was there. But I saw nothing, only felt the heaviness. And, oh yes, the keys... Within this pocket, I held the skeleton keys of Gorsky Manor. I quickly withdrew them and saw one had a faint, hazy glow around it. Not really a glow, more just the feel of energy, that sense of an aura. I touched that key gently and could feel that odd push-pull, like when two magnets come near each other, but more like the flow of strong Reiki energy. I looked at all the guests that now circle quietly around the clock once more, all waiting for something after their dance and nightly time within the clock. Their dance had begun at midnight and completed on the strike of three, the time the clock was now stopped upon. Who had they come to be with? I walked to the clock through the circle of watchers. None paid me any heed. They all were transfixed upon the clock. I took the skeleton key of energy and placed it within the keyhole on the clock, and it fit. I gently began to turn it, winding, spiraling, building a force of energy, tighter and tauter. When I could wind it no longer, I removed the key and stepped back into line with the circle. Slowly, I could hear a slight tick. I watched as three little shapes of white mist came forth From within the heart of the clock, the ticking became a little louder and a little stronger. I could so feel it within my heart. The three wisps floated and twisted around each other until they settled into the shape of a heart. Two wisps 
forming the soft roundness of each side and connecting and fusing together at its point, the third wisp finding the center within and gently swaying in time with the tick-tock of the clock. A figure slowly appeared and emerged from the clock, tall yet round, rosy cheeks, bonnet of white, pieces of yellow and pink dancing within her long white dress, and eyes dark as the night. She moved her hands with fingers spread wide to encircle this heart of the wisps, adding her energy and emotions. I could see her features become more distinct and solid. It was the lady of the portrait. She stepped out of the clock. Its beat was loud and strong, yet sweet and endearing. All the ghost watchers rushed to her and hugged her legs tightly. She encircled them all in her embrace. They paused as her eyes gazed into the distance, then locked with mine. I felt the strong pull to join them and let myself fall into her embrace. Listen. Words may not be fully understood, as can a feeling, creatures, creeks, trees and winds, to these, listen with your heart. Oh. I felt so at peace here within her arms. I never want to leave. But sadly, the clock chimed three o'clock once again, and the magic was released. Her embrace opened. We each gave her one more squeeze and moved from her arms. I stood to the side and watched each little ghost, each little mice, ghosts, and cat slowly leave this room. Suddenly it was clear. The hands on the clock were made of the rune Lagas, the deep, endless sea, the depths of dear emotions, the flow of life. The grandmother for now I knew that is who she is, held out her hand to me to give me something. I opened my hand to receive it, and she placed a little white stone upon the center of my palm. Upon it I could see the rune, Lagas. She covered my hand with both of hers, closing my fingers tightly and patting it gently with great affection her hands warm and solid. I looked into her eyes and they sparkled with joy, a joy of this eternal gathering. She smiled into a most wonderful grin, showing her ancientness with many missing teeth. But my heart caught and jumped with nostalgia 
as my own dear grandmother, aged and worn from a difficult life, she too had many missing teeth. But their smiles were offered and filled with great affection and inner joy. And with that release, she disappeared. I looked to the lovely grandmother clock and thought of my dear grandma. I heard a little bark and saw Tico at the door. He bowed and wagged his tail a goodbye. I know he has returned to her arms. <laughs> 